Welcome to the Divorced and Happy Podcast, where we discuss all things Act Two. I'm your host, Sadie Marie. Today, my guest, author, speaker, and business owner, Barb Greenberg, and I are going to work it as we discuss career change after divorce. Barb believes that though divorce can be difficult and often painful, it is also an opportunity to rediscover yourself and a career that you love. Well, hello, Barb. Hi, Sadie. How are you? I'm great. Happy Women's History Month. Thanks so much for being part of the podcast today. Oh, you are so very welcome. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm excited to have you launch this series on women's history, focusing on career sex and money. So, uh, you know, your story is so inspiring about how your divorce led to your discovery and development of your business, Rediscovering You. And I know your story is going to be a great support and inspiration to women who are transitioning into a different career or looking for a second stream of income or considering going back to school. So I want to hear, you know, have you always owned your own business or were you in more of a traditional career when you were married? I was a junior high English teacher because when I grew up, um, the rules that I'm so grateful a lot of women didn't follow, but I was a follower (laughs) and I was a junior high English teacher. Plus women, I know there are women who love teaching, um, but it's nice to have more options you know, more options to choose from. So I was a a teacher, secretary. Yes. Yeah. Social worker, nurse, teacher. And if you love that, you love that no matter what the other options are. But um, I didn't feel I had any other options at that time, which was, you know, a made up thing that I believed (laughs) that that society helped me believe. Anyway, so I did it uh, for a very short time, like a hundred years ago, it wasn't a fit for me. And then my, I don't even know if I want to call it a career, but I started riding horses. That was my, it saved me like an escape because um, I had felt like I was disappearing. I had uh, quit teaching to become a stay-at-home mom, which I loved. I have two amazing daughters and felt like I was going to walk down the aisle of Target one day and like, poof, I'd be gone. And um, Somebody said, you know, it doesn't just happen to women at home. Um, but women who are in business or careers where nobody acknowledges you, validates you, you, you fade. And so I needed something to do that would bring me back. Something for and yourself, I, it sounds like. Yes, yes, exactly. And so, and I'd always loved horses. They saved me in high school. I rode in high school, um, which is such a fun time for some of us. Oh, yuck. <laughs> but uh, for those of you who loved high school, bless your hearts. That was a really tough one for me. Um, so I thought, well, I'll start riding again because I love it and it's freeing and it's great exercise and it's, you know, it gets me out. And I started competing, which felt like a full-time job. And, but it's expensive. And I've heard that it, about horses. Very expensive. And, when my daughter said, I want to learn how to ride horses. I'm like, you know, let's do dance <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah. it's, um, but there's, there's nothing. It's just extraordinary for me anyway, on so many different levels. So I, and what I learned, I learned a couple good business tips during my riding days. One was when you fall off, 
you do have to get back on again, but you need to sit for a minute first and make sure you're okay. I think a lot That's of us try advice. too fast to get to, to where we're get, going. Yeah. Instead of just take a breath, like you say, sometimes just take a breath. Are you okay? Everything's all right. Okay. Are you ready to get back on? Get back on. And the other one that I learned is no matter how much you love what you do, there's always going to be some manure that you have to shovel. <laughs> saying that very diplomatically. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of one summer, a, a friend of mine said, you, you know, because the riding was so expensive, she said, you should become a Mary Kay consultant because then you can still go to the barn as often as you want and train and um, still have a nice income. And I thought, this poor woman just does not understand me at all. I'm at the barn all the time. It was very thoughtful of her, but I'm at the barn all the time. So who do I talk to? Horses. I don't talk to people with, you know, people, people. And um, I don't wear makeup. And if you stand downwind from me, it's it's not a good smell. <laughs> so, but it was a money crunch. So I thought, well, I'm going to do it for six months and quit because I'm going to, I'm really not going to like this at all. And you know how sometimes um, it, when you have to get a job or you have to do something and you, you kind of are really dreading it and it turns out to be life-changing, wonderful experience. Life su- surprises us like that. I've had yes. that happen to me. Yeah. Isn't it something? It is. It's just, you kind of look back and go, oh, thank you so much. Thank you for getting me here. So I thought it would be um, ladies with big blonde hair and bright blue eyeshadow. And it turned out it was the first time I'd been around successful businesswomen, women driving those free cars are running substantial businesses, um, who their mission to to actually get to the free car stage, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I did get free cars, which was fun. Um, and I realized I still wasn't working 40 hours a week. Uh, but I think, you have to, for me, I had to develop enough self-esteem and self-confidence that I felt I could do it and then that I uh, could maintain it because uh, that's what gets so much of us stuck, you know, and um, they would have us this was like years ago before people did a lot of this, like vision boards and affirmations. And we were like sort of ahead of the curve a little bit and like, Oh, and people would do that. And then they would wait and they'd go, well, nothing's happening. What's wrong with me? So you forget the part that you have to like actually do something. Yes. It's activity that you have to do an action behind that. So it's like wanting to get a new job. You can make the vision board and create the affirmation, but you actually then have to go steps. Yeah. Which is frightening uh, often. Um, So your business as a Mary Kay consultant was really booming. It sounds like. Yes. I ended up with, uh, I don't remember how many cars I earned every two years. They would every two years. They'd give me a new car. I want to like, like, like I think every two years, like the they call and they go. Yeah, they were yes. pink, right? Um, uh, the, fir- the, the first ones to get you kind of going were red, little red oh, Grand Ams, which are so cute. Uh, they don't make them anymore. And then was the pink Grand Prix, and then was the pink Cadillac. And the pink Cadillac, oh my gosh, 
That was really fun. Considering I still can't sell, I never figured out how to sell. <laughs> but I really love the part about um, helping other women be successful. You know, makeup is fun. Skincare is great, important, valuable, but helping women build their self-esteem, build their self-confidence. What are your dreams? What are you looking for? What's holding you back? I love that piece. And I did overdose, I think I mentioned to you before, on self-help books for a while. So I'm onto like thrillers and murder mysteries, or I have a better blend, a balance. Fantastic. <laughs> a balance. So from Horses to Mary Kay to Rediscovering You, how did that ah. come about? Well, what happened was... Um, in I turned 50 and my older daughter was in Albuquerque. She'd started a tremendously fabulous dance company that does a lot of outreach into the community. My younger daughter had graduated, just graduated college and was backpacking with friends. They had these cheap student tickets you put on your backpack and you just go. And then we got the middle of the night phone call, that dreaded middle of the night phone call that every parent therefore yes and um there'd been a car accident she was in a coma on life support we better get there right away um the issue was that right away and getting there was australia so it took a while but she is a they called her their minnesota miracle she's a miracle and as she fought to regain her life and put her her pieces back together again i thought you know what I need to do the same thing because there's so many pieces of my life that are broken, that don't work. And um, it really was a catalyst for me to eventually file for divorce. And then um, during all that time, during the accident and the recovery and the filing for divorce, and I had let my Mary Kay sort of sit there. It stayed there. It kept going. Bless its little heart. But it, it, I didn't put any effort into it. So um, I had moved into a small apartment, and I was thinking, well, I'll rebuild my Mary Kay. That's easy. Logically, I sure. get yeah, I get three cars <laughs> and I can, I'm something I enjoy and I started doing it and I thought, uh-oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this anymore. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, but it's not this. And that was like a real, that way, but that was vulnerable. It Exciting. was it, vulnerable. It was. And I have a delayed reaction so I don't realize how really scary that could have been until like months later. <laughs> I, it I delayed. In your favor, right, Barbara? It totally worked in my favor. <laughs> so I um, I had written a couple books and, during this time, during the divorce and after. It led me to a women's writers group, which I love because nobody stood up and read their work. Everybody just had lunch and said, what was going on? And you left very inspired. And if people needed help, they asked. And it was wonderful, wonderful women. And they suggested that, you know, to promote your books, you should do some workshops on this. <laughs> and being an introvert, I said, oh, thank you very much. Never mind. <laughs> I'm so not interested. I'm an extrovert and I don't even want to do that. So I understand yes. and appreciate Okay. It. Thank you for understanding. Absolutely. So 
I started, I do one, I do a workshop and then I'd stop. The first ones were called Divorced After Decades, which was kind of fun. And then we started to do, we, me, <laughs> I thought, well, I'll do something around food. And there was a restaurant not too far from me where you walked in and there was a private room on the left when you walked in the door. And so they gave us that space and once a month we would go there and whoever wanted to join us joined us. And during dinner, we would go around the table and you could share your story, your divorce story. And it was women who were approaching divorce. They knew they needed to leave, but they didn't know how to go about it or they were in the middle of it and they felt like they were drowning or they were past divorce, but there were still issues. So it was a place where when you told your story, your story was honored. What you said helped somebody else. And then we all knew we were not alone, which was wonderful. And then we would have a incredible guest so many uh, people speaker. Going through a divorce would have really appreciated something such as that. Oh, man. I wish there had been something like that for me. Same. Was, yeah. It was, it's very powerful. So our first meeting was in July. And our guest speaker was a mediator who was awesome. And she starts to speak and I whisper, I lean over and whisper to the waiter, how much longer can we stay in the room? And he said, oh, the restaurant closed 20 minutes ago. (laughs) So everybody got up and walked as a team out into the parking lot and nobody left. Nobody wanted to disconnect from the group. And I drove home, I was physically vibrating. I thought, oh, this is really important, really important. So the second month, someone said, oh, this is such a valuable program. Do you have sponsorships available? I would love to sponsor this. And I thought, oh, sponsorships, that's a good idea. (laughs) So we started having sponsors. Then some time went by and one of the sponsors said, you know, I'm rebranding my business. I get clients from you. I'd like you to meet the woman that I'm working with. And I thought, oh, I'm so flattered. They want my input. And I go to the meeting and they don't want my input. <laughs> they both looked at me and were, oh, honey, you need some help. Let's let's see what we can do for you, <laughs> which was even better. And uh, they, the woman was spectacular. I said, I have no budget because I don't really realize I have a business. Right. And she said, that's all right. You refer people to me. She came back with a nine page proposal and she renamed us rediscovering you. They use like a university because we bring in guest speakers um, with great information. And the rediscovering is because I'm sure you found too, you rediscover your voice, your spirit, your future, yourself. And I thought that's pretty cool. And then she said, yeah, and you need to do it once a week and not once a month. And I went, oh, okay, (laughs) okay, I'll do that. And off we went. And it, uh, we started in September, just like a university was, would, we would, we have fall, winter, spring sessions, and then a little summer school. And so September comes, we hold our first class, and I'm smiling because it's the same month I became eligible for Medicare. (laughs) Correct me up. (laughs) So I love that. So fantastic that even, you know, at any stage in life, you can reinvent yourself. You can start a business. You can learn something new. I mean, it's not like we're limited to this stage and then everything else is a wash for us. Clearly, look at what you're doing. I mean, 
you're, you created a, a fantastic organization business that really helps women during a divorce and after a divorce. What is the mission? Can you elaborate on the mission of rediscovering? Um, the mission is, well, we provide divorce education and support and resources. Um, one of the lines that we use that I love is that when women heal, families heal. And when families heal, communities heal. And when communities heal, then the possibilities are endless. So I think it's really powerful, powerful things, what ha- how things happen. We even, we've had people come who aren't sure they want a divorce. And I remember getting an email from somebody who'd come like, oh my gosh, six months, maybe eight months. And she said, you know, I decided to stay with my husband, but everything I learned in those classes has made me a better person, a different person. Fantastic. Oh, oh how wonderful is that? That is wonderful. So, so you, I looked, I looked on your site. It's incredible. And one thing that really impressed me is the variety of classes that you offer and how affordable they are. $20 yes, to attend. That's incredibly affordable. So on the topic of career change, you've clearly had people come in to talk about, you know, the idea, concept of how do you go about changing your career during or after a divorce. So I want to hear from you today a little bit more on some of those gems that you've you've garnered just through listening to the different speakers that you've had with Rediscovering You. Obviously, your own story is so inspiring and how this career developed for you. What are some things you'd like to share with the listeners today about? Well, that's, that? I, there's so many fun things. Um, one is I learned there's a difference between self-esteem and self-confidence, which you might have heard. People might already know. I just never paid attention. But self-esteem is how you feel about yourself. And self-confidence is how you feel about what you do. And you can't get any of those, um, you know, without going into the world and doing something. You, you, it's like reading a book on swimming, how to swim. And then never you can swim. read as many. Yeah, and then never swimming. So you have to be able to go out into the world and you have to be comfortable falling down and getting up and falling down and getting up. And I had just pulled out, for some odd reason, I love when this happens, there's a Dr. Seuss book called, Oh, the Places You'll Go. Yes. Have you seen that book? Yes. Yeah. And I think it was for, you would buy it for kids graduating high school. But it's perfect for this. It's like, you're going to go places, but sometimes you'll be in a slump and sometimes you'll be waiting, but you're going to move mountains. So just, it's okay, you know? But you have to be able to handle those ups and downs. And that's where you gain the self-esteem and self-confidence. You can't get it any other way. So that was an important piece. And I love people's stories because they just show what's possible. We had a wonderful woman, a friend, who was going through a very bad divorce. She was taking her dog around the lake for a walk. And she couldn't take one more step she was so overwhelmed that she sat down right in the middle of the walking path. She couldn't, she couldn't move. When she was able to get up, ah, it's back to the horses again. I didn't even connect that. Um, she went back to school and became a mediator so she could give back. So a lot of, not a lot, but there are women who come who go back to school, many on scholarships that go back to become counselors or therapists or mediators because they want to give back. 
Um, then there are women who think out of the box, which it's a, you might as well think out of the box. You're reevaluating your marriage. You're reevaluating your exactly. work. You're reevaluating amazing everything. Amazing things come when you think out of the box. Yeah. So she was going to school to become an electrician. I love that. She said, it's a great thing. <laughs> I have. Job security. Come on now, right? Yeah. The yeah. Great. People. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be good. You'd be good. Thank you. And she said, it's a great salary. She would have no student loans. And, and I think she was the oldest person in her class. She might have been the only woman. I don't know. But she was having a ball. And then... There was a woman who, she, she was a licensed drug and alcohol counselor or alcohol and drug counselor. I don't know which order those go. And a uh, very stressful job. Then her divorce hit, very stressful. Yes. And she, the thought of going back to that job just was overwhelming. Too much. Too much. Yes, too much. So she sat for a while. And sometimes, you know, we, you don't have the luxury of sitting So if you don't have the luxury of sitting, that's okay. But when you are moving, just be super gentle with yourself, super gentle. Um, So, But she sat for a while, and then she got a job in retail just to get going again. And she was so good. She was having a good time. It made her brought back her self-confidence. Her self-esteem came back, and she eventually went back to her original career and I just got a phone call from her. She's remarried. Oh, it's just so, so she's sweet. Had, she's had the, you know, the opportunity to try something new and see how mm-hmm. it felt and learn a new skill. Sales is a great transferable yeah. skill, pretty much any type of job you have. And then she found that she was ready to go back to what she was doing prior. That's fantastic. You know, when I was um, in the process of my divorce, I had a, opportunity to work with a career counselor. There is a great um, opportunity for people if you've gone to college or maybe a trade school where you can check to see if you can utilize their career center. And it should be a free service if you're an alumni of that college or university or community college, uh, any type of educational setting. If they have a career center, you should look into that. Because what I was able to do is bring my resume. I was able to get critique on that. I was able to do some mock interviewing. I was able to just brainstorm with a professional, looking at my transferable skills, what that could lead to. And although I didn't make a career change at that time, it was just really helpful to have that support. So I think that that's something people don't always realize that they have access to is a career counselor through their alma mater. That is a free service. No, that's wonderful. And and there is a service in the Twin Cities, and I'm sure there are services like this around the country. And this one is called Avivo, A-V-I-V-O. And one of the women that I know went to them. She'd been out of the workforce for 12 years. And she, that's a long time. And she went to them, they, the same thing as for you. They helped with her resume. They helped with um, a, a job search. They were, there were counselors available all the time for her. And she said, oh, I'll say this first. No, I'll tell you. <laughs> my brother and my daughter run marathons. And there's a quote um, to respect the distance. You have to respect the distance. So when you're searching for a job, 
you have to respect the distance. You can't run 26.2 miles pretty that fast. Minutes, right. Yeah, it doesn't work. And when you're looking for a job, it doesn't always happen that way either. So for this particular woman, she said she went online through Indeed. I think she used Indeed, sent out hundreds of resumes, got a few dozen callbacks, got a couple of um, phone interviews and just a couple of um, in-person interviews. However, she got the job. She loves her job. She's been there six months. They already gave her a raise. Um, And she said... She's the one that used this organization to help get her... Yes, yes. And And she used the organization, organization, Barb? I think think it can be free. I think either free or like minimal, minimal fee. Sliding fee scale. Something yeah, like something like that. Um, and she, and and I know another woman that used them too, who loved them. And um, she came from a, a marriage where there was a lot of income, but she was cut off. So they were, okay, that's all right. We'll help you. It doesn't matter. It's, you're going to be safe here. And it's avivomin.org for yes. those living in state of Minnesota, or just Google Avivo, A-V-I-V-O. Thank it's you. a fantastic resource. So we it's... have Rediscovering You. <laughs> we have Avivo.org. Another option, again, like I said, going to your career center if you have a, a college degree or a, a, some type of um, certification, see if that is something that interests you. What else have you learned through your Different speakers and, that you can encourage well, that, um, to try or think about. I'll tell you, um, to use your age, if, if you're a certain age, <laughs> as a positive, and right away, you know, because I have life experience, I can do this, I can do that, this doesn't scare me, I come to work, I have a work ethic, I know how to fix problems, if I don't know how to fix problems, I'm not afraid to ask you for help, I, I come with substance, I have substance, you will be very glad that, <laughs> that you, you hired, hired me. me. Yeah, I love you hired you me. point that out, because I do think there's this thing as, you know, ageism in our culture, and women are um, especially cognizant of our age for a variety of reasons. And I love that you give that as powerful. You know, your your life on this earth, if you've lived 40 plus years, 50 plus years, 60 plus years, that's powerful. I totally that's a agree. resource, I everybody. I totally agree. Yes. Yes. <laughs> woo <laughs> And the other thing she said was, don't tell them you're divorcing. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't That's do that. A good tip right there. Yes. She said they're going to think you're an emotional wreck and they don't want to deal with you. But, um, Which might not she be was, true, but there's just no, it's totally, connotation sometimes. Around. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So um, those are, and then we had somebody talk about LinkedIn. Uh, oh, wait, Great. LinkedIn. Yeah. And she said, and people were saying, well, if I've been out of the workforce 12 years raising my kids, how do, what kind of qualifications do I have? And she listed some hysterical ones. You can find some really funny ones online, but they were like child development specialist, anger management specialist. (laughs) (laughs) I know we all laugh about that. (laughs) Archaeologist specializing in under the bed and inside closets. Just, you know, you can just 
you can have really fun with that. And people appreciate it. They don't, it sets you aside. It sets you apart. Right. It makes, you know, it lightens things. You're creative and you're resourceful and transferable skills matter. We all have transferable skills. And that's another thing that, you know, you can learn more about, obviously, when you're working with a professional, they can look at your resume and they can reframe things, but also just meeting with people who know you. I mean, I've done that before, Barb. Have you ever done that where you just bring a bunch of close friends and have a, you know, COVID makes a little bit challenging right now, but you can do a yeah. Zoom call where you just come together and they just riff about like, oh, you re- remember you, you, you did this or this activity or you led that or you created that or you're amazing at this. I've done that before and it's very inspiring and a great boost. So you know, look at people in your world who know you well too they can also help look at a resume and point things out and and help you consider other ideas that maybe you haven't prior that's a great idea and it, it, it's inspired because we're so hard on ourselves aren't we we're just, we just so hard on ourselves we don't, we don't see ourselves the way other people see us because we're with ourselves every day yeah so it, you know it's different when i Think about a girlfriend I've known for 20 years. I can instantly share all these great qualities about her, but she's not walking around thinking, well, yeah, I'm really great at this or I do this so well. I mean, maybe she should be because she's amazing, but you know what I'm trying to say. So I think it's helpful to have that perspective from other people. Yes, that's a that's a big well. one. And asking for help, you know, that's another thing yes, that a lot of us help. are uncomfortable. People love uncomfortable to help. doing. Yes, and you never know who knows who exactly. You know that who could refer you to somebody who could refer you to somebody, and wouldn't that be just so nice just to have that a warm introduction? Right, and when you're at you know midlife, when you're in midlife, you've been in the workforce, or at least you've been connected to different pockets of community. So you have resources. You're not starting, you know, you're not 22 years old, still, you know, evolving as a individual. You've lived enough life where you have pockets of community. You've been active in different ways in your life that you can draw from. People want to help. People love to help. That's very true. That's very true. And I, I, I had an image of your friend who has is so amazing. And what she's thinking of is, Oh, I dropped the peanut butter sandwich, peanut butter side down on the kitchen floor. <laughs> you know how we do? We pick on little things that and it's easy to forget. It is it's easy, easy to, to forget. forget. Yeah. And like you said, let other people believe in you until you can do that yourself. Yes. Absolutely. That's huge. Absolutely. So what is going on right now with rediscovering you? What are some Ooh, things on the horizon you can thank share you. with us? Uh, we've got some really good classes coming up. Uh, we've got one on insurance of all things, because with all the commotion of divorce, that's something really important that you forget about. And if you don't take care of it, it there can be not such good ramifications. We've got another one on um, feng shui so that whether nice. you, isn't that cool? <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> so whether you stay in the home you lived in, or you move to a new location, how to shift the energy so it's healing and peaceful and calming. And who wouldn't want that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Especially Sign just me up, always. Barb. Yes. Sign me up. <laughs> okay. Then you're on, you're on. Then we've got one called ambiguous grief, which I think will be mm. fascinating because there's some, you know, that underlying thing that you feel something's not right, but you don't know what it is. And how do you access that and get it into the light and figure it out? And one on um, how to deal with high conflict exes, you know, how to, to do that, because that's a big challenge for a lot of people. 
unfortunately. Um, and then there's legal and financial and, you know, things you need to know, know about your finances. And I would have made such better decisions if I had had classes like this. I would have not felt so isolated. I still would have grieved, but not for so hard for so long. And people, they're, they come back, they go, even if it's the same speaker, I always learn something new. So I don't care. <laughs> Because um, you're just but, in a different headspace. You're not, yes. You know, you're in different. You're in a different place as you journey yes. through a divorce, and you're on the other side of it. You have more headspace to be paying attention to different things that you were just weren't ready to prior. And you know what would be what really fits with the, the career moves is there's a speaker coming up call, and her topic is you are worth it. You are worth oh, it. Absolutely. And she's such a fabulous speaker, and her message is just beyond powerful. I also understand that you are publishing a third book? Yes, yes, I am. It just came out. It's called Seasons of Divorce, Insights for Women in Transition. I usually write an an article every week for our blogs. And for years, um, an editor has been saying you need to take those articles and put them together into a book. And so she helped me do that and separated by, you know, fall when things are falling apart, winter when things are dark and cold and the earth seems frozen and but you forget that there's something way underneath the ground that's still there waiting. It's waiting. And then spring when life starts to come back and summer when ah all is well again. The honeymoon stage after a divorce. Yes. And I know, and even if things in life cycle again, you know that it's, I mean, that's how life works. It just comes. And so it's short articles with a couple of questions after each article, which uh, I have someone that I know that journals. She says, every morning I take one of your articles and I journal about it. (laughs) It was very, it just, it felt wonderful. So if it can help somebody else, if it can make a difference for somebody. That's why it's out there. I love how, again, how you took a very challenging time and manifested something so beautiful that not only has obviously brought such joy into your own life, but has empowered other women and continues to bring community. And like you said, also just really benefits not just the individual, but the whole, the collective, which I just love that. So inspiring. So how can our listeners learn more again about rediscovering you and your classes and your meetups? your blog. Our website is probably the best place and it's rediscovering and then the letter U like a university. So rediscoveringu.com and everything's on there. Classes, articles, resources. We'll have some videos, little video clips. Thank you again, Barb. It's been wonderful to hear your story during this inspiring month, Women's History. I love what you've brought into history for women. Keep on shining. Thank you so much, Sadie. This has been a joy. Please be sure to follow, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can also follow Sadie's Divorced and Happy podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to visit us at divorcedandhappy.net. Barb and I wish everyone listening so much positivity as you discover your next professional path. Whatever your next steps are, know that you are not alone on your journey. And be sure to consider resources like Rediscovering You and Avivo and others to help guide and support you. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I cannot wait to connect with you on the next podcast episode. Till then, work it. You've got this. And as always, you take good care.